Welcome to Tech Talk Live, a resource produced by Vision Forward. Low vision and blindness technology, tips, tricks, and information presented in a way that makes sense. And now, here are your hosts, Corey and Luke. Hello, everybody. I, I think this actually might have worked. Um, I think we actually got connected. Maybe someone could throw a quick, uh, we hear you in the chat, uh, that would be helpful. But I am Corey Ballard, welcome back. Here we go, welcome back to another Tech Talk Live. Um, as you can see, things are a little bit different. Thanks uh, for everyone putting it in the chat, appreciate it. It sounds like we're good to go. Um, as you can see, things are a little different this time. It is me riding solo, no worries, nothing happened to Luke. He's actually partaking in a three-day conference and so wasn't able to join us today. And rather than canceling Tech Talk Live and, and, and making your weekend miserable because you weren't able to connect with Luke or I, I thought, you know what, I can do this solo. It can't be that difficult. Uh, it is that difficult. Um, <laughs> it, uh, uh, it, there's a lot going on here with cameras and audio and all of that good stuff. So we, we're going to do our very best today. Um, so welcome to everybody. We are talking about some voiceover gestures today. We're actually going to go through pretty much every voiceover gesture. Um, some of them might be uh, new or some of them might be simple here for you. Uh, you might know them, but I guarantee we're going to hopefully figure out at least one uh, gesture that you maybe didn't know before that you can leave with today. There's going to be a lot of different gestures. I don't expect you to memorize everything. Remember, you can always come back to this video. It's archived on our YouTube channel, but you can also head up to vision-forward.org slash techtalklive. There's a resources section there where you can get a link uh, to a full list of all of the gestures as well. So you can come and uh, take a peek at them on your own. So um, I am monitoring the chat on my own here. So at times I may lean over to the keyboard and take a look at what we have there. If I miss any of your questions or your chats, I do apologize. Uh, we're going to do the best we can to get things uh, going here today. So before we dive into our uh, actual topic, I, uh, uh, most of you probably thought with Luke being gone that we wouldn't have a corny uh, horrible joke, but we do. Uh, as usual, we do recommend and encourage people to throw uh, either questions or jokes in the chat as well. So if you've got a joke that you want, uh, let's throw it up in the chat right now. Otherwise, I have one here for you. So uh, as if, it, if anyone puts it in the chat, we'll, we'll monitor here in a moment. But as we're doing that, I'll, I'll give you my joke here too. This one's pretty good. So after a, a, a Okay, sorry. Uh, after, I'm hearing the chat too, I'm trying to do both. After a miserable bad harvest, why did the farmer turn to music? After a horrible bad harvest, why did the farmer switch or move over to the music industry? I'll give people a second here. We're going to take a look at our chat uh, as well. So, Let's see if we've got anything here. Uh, there we go. So again, why, why after a miserable harvest, why did the farmer turn to music? Because he had a lot of sick beats. Uh, the farmer turned to the music industry because he had a lot of sick beats. Uh, let's see if anyone else has got a joke here. Uh, let's see. Okay, did you hear about the snowman who was, uh, got upset when the sun came out? He had a total meltdown. That's a pretty good one too. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see if we had, nope. Okay, good. All right, let's move on. Enough with the, enough with the crazy jokes. We are going to move on. And as I mentioned earlier, we're taking a look at voiceover gestures for iOS. We're specifically looking at the iPhone today. Now, all of these 
translate over to the iPad. The iPad does have some of their own unique gestures, but just from a time standpoint, and from, I think the majority of individuals use an iPhone versus an iPad. So we're gonna just focus on iPhone today. Now, if we need to do one specifically on the iPad in the future, we can do so. But as I mentioned, we're gonna be looking at voiceover gestures today. As I'm moving through the gestures, please feel free uh, to throw some of your own gestures in the chat, but hold off for a moment. Um, because I want to make sure uh, that, that if I don't cover one, then absolutely put in the chat a gesture that I might miss. Uh, or also, if you've got your own favorite gesture, wait, maybe wait towards the end a little bit and you can throw that in the chat. Before I jump in, though, as, as, as usual, I am not a, an expert uh, when it comes to you know, every single gesture. Um, I, I know uh, uh, most of them but I may miss some. And so that's why we come together as a group here um, and, and I lean on you guys too. So, so like I said, throw your gestures in the chat. So the way we're gonna handle today, because there is so many gestures, the way I wanna handle today is sort of taking it, um, grouping them into categories. So first we're gonna talk about flick gestures, then we're gonna talk a little bit about the rotor, and then we're gonna to move to the tap gestures. And when we talk about the tap gestures, we're gonna take it basically one tap at a time. We'll talk about what one finger tap does, two finger, three finger, four finger. Then we'll move to one finger double tap, two finger double tap, and so on. So we're gonna have sort of a, a bit of a uh, structure here as we go through all of the gestures. So first, let's talk about flick gestures. Now, a lot of these gestures, as I mentioned earlier, you probably already know them. They might be kind of basic. Some of them we're gonna just quickly mention and move on. Some of them we'll demonstrate. Um, so just from a time standpoint, we won't be demonstrating every single, uh, every single gesture. So let's look at the uh, flick gestures first. And we'll start with the one finger flick left and flick right. Um, that is the voiceover gesture to move to the previous and next uh, item or object on the screen. So for example, if we are on our home screen messages, one unread and message. I swipe right, Jimmy John's, three new items. I move to my next app, which happens to be Jimmy John's. If I swipe left, oh, you know what? I just re realized something. Let's move. There we go. I'm gonna move over to the camera so you can actually see my phone. Um, so again, swipe right YouTube, is going Jimmy to move Jones. me on to the next app and swiping left Messages. One unread message. is gonna take me back to the previous. Now, when I work with clients, a lot of times for the flick gesture, man, this really is like the foundation of using iOS voiceover. The flick left, flick right, and that single finger double tap. That's the ones you use most often. And so when you train and work with an individual, that flick gesture, we want it to be pretty um, subtle. A lot of times when I work with people, they may make this really big gesture where their hand goes way up in the air uh, or they're swiping across the entire screen, not needed. When I work with people, I usually tell them the top of your hand should not move at all. It's just your finger swiping just a little bit. So there's no reason for your whole entire hand to be moving. So we wanna just keep those gestures kind of subtle. We also don't need to hit the screen very hard. Light touches are good. But a lot of times for, for some individuals, getting that flick gesture can be difficult because it's you know wanting to hit the screen as you're swiping or flicking to the right rather than touching the screen first and then moving. All right, so we know that uh, one finger swipe left and swipe right, move previous and next. Two finger swipe left and swipe right currently don't do anything. Let me just get a little beep. That can be configured though in settings if you'd like to configure your own voiceover gestures. Three finger swipe right and left. That's gonna move you from your next page and previous page. So for example, when we're on our home screen here, if I swipe left with three fingers, page two of 10, I move hero. to my next page of apps, page two, swipe right with three fingers. Home. Page one of 10 I come messages. back to my first home screen here. Four finger swipe right and left. If I'm not mistaken, those don't do any, well, actually, you know what? Those do, they do something, uh, I believe. Let's check it here. If we go into an app, Audible. 
Facebook, Audible. Let's Chip, go into Chip, our uh, Amazon Music. Amazon Music app here. There we go. Amazon Music. If I swipe right with four fingers, it should move me to the previous app that I had open. 11, 13, Overcast. There you go. Podcasts, so you can backlog. see that it moved to the Overcast app. If I swipe right or swipe left, I'm sorry. Amazon Music. With four backlog. fingers, I flick back. Uh, to the uh, app that I was on just uh, just a moment ago. So swiping left and swiping Amazon right uh, with four fingers will allow you to quickly move between apps in order uh, that you had them open. All right, so we have now talked about the uh, flick gestures going left and right. Let's quickly talk about our flick or swipe gestures so we just got a, a chat saying that the two finger swipe left and swipe right is a new way of moving uh, through the group feature in iOS 15. So again, I appreciate uh, uh, people popping in and uh, adding a little to the conversation. Thank you. So now let's talk about flicking or swiping up with uh, up and down with one finger. Before we do that, though, I want to quickly talk about the rotor gesture because the rotor gesture is used quite often with the flicking up and down with one finger. Now the rotor gesture is, man, this really is probably next to the, in my opinion, next to the flick left and flick right, I see most clients that struggle with the rotor gesture. It can be a very difficult gesture. There's a couple different ways we can do it to make it easier. I'm going to show you two ways today, uh, but I, I guarantee that some, other, some people have figured out uh, even better ways to do it. The rotor gesture, they call it the rotor gesture because it's very similar to turning a rotor or turning a knob. Typically, I tell clients to first start out with their thumb and pointer finger about two inches apart, and we're having them sort of at six, your thumb is at six o'clock, and your pointer finger is at noon, and we wanna to touch the screen as we're like turning a volume knob. And so typically as you turn, you want your pointer finger to move from noon to three o'clock, and you want your thumb to move from six to nine o'clock. Headings. And we heard a little noise in the background and it moved to headings. And if I try again. Characters, words, speaking rate, 55, language, English, So it's US switching containers. through all of these different. Describe images, off, actions, activate, headings. There we go. And we can go in different directions. So if I go now to the left instead. Actions, activate, describe It just images, goes off. through the list in reverse. So the rotor gesture allows us to change uh, basically controls what swiping up or down with one finger will do. And we're gonna demonstrate that in a moment. But for those that struggle with that rotor gesture, getting their thumb and their pointer finger to sort of turn as it's touching the screen, another method that can work is taking, uh, you need two hands for this one. Use one hand to place one finger on the screen and hold it. Audible. And then take your other hand and a, a move it around in a circle on the screen, kind of around your finger. Headings. So you can see it just did it. Head characters. And I do it again. Characters. Words. There we go. So sometimes that can be a little easier for people because even though it takes two fingers, one of them is standing still while that other one is sort of moving around in a circle. Um, so that's another way that we can potentially have people try that rotor gesture. Once you've used your rotor gesture, for example, let's um, move. First of all, I'm going to touch messages here in the top left corner. Zoom. Messages. Here we go. Message. Now I'm going to use my rotor gesture to move to characters. Headings. Characters. Now that I've touched character or moved my rotor to characters, now if I swipe up or down, I'm going to move by that increment. So I chose characters in the rotor. So now if I swipe down. Cap M. E. S. S. A. G. You see, I'm moving by character through messages because remember, that was the last thing I touched. So that's what voiceover had in focus and swiping up will then move in reverse. E, G, A, S, S, E, cap M, Mike. So swiping or flicking up and down with one finger will move by whatever you chose in the rotor. Uh, and again, it can be characters, words, headings, things like that. 
So now we see the rotor and we also see what swiping or flicking up and down with one finger does. Swiping or flicking up with two fingers will start reading from wherever your um, cursor or wherever you're focused. So for example, if you have an email up and you happen to be uh, on the beginning of the second paragraph, swiping up with two fingers will do a, basically a read all or a say all from where you were. And then the opposite, doing a two finger swipe down. Oh, you know what, I think I got it mixed up. Let me try that again, sorry. Two finger swipe down is what we're going to do to read from our cursor point. And I might've said that before, I got too many ups and downs in my head. Two finger swipe down is gonna read from where your cursor is versus a two finger swipe up, which will always read from the top of the screen down, no matter where you are uh, focused on. All right. Three finger swipe up and three finger swipe down allow you to scroll through multiple pages. So for example, if you're in your list of contacts and it spans across three, four, six, ten pages, swiping up and swiping down with three fingers will allow you to quickly scroll page by page through those documents, uh, through those pages. Uh, four fingers, there is technically not a four finger swipe up or four finger swipe down, but one thing, um, uh, it, it, so one other thing Jeez, that we can do more. with four fingers is the single tap, but we're gonna actually show that in just a moment. So we have now covered basically all of the flick and swipe gestures that we can do with multiple fingers, including the rotor. Now, I know this is a lot of information thrown at you all at once. Again, as I want to mention, as I did at the beginning, please refer back to this video if you need to as a resource or head over to vision-forward.org slash techtalklive and you can download or take a look at a link that has all of these gestures listed as well. So even though it might seem overwhelming and we're just getting started, there is those resources for you. All right, let's take a look now at our tap gestures. And we'll start again with our single tap. So one finger, single tap, or basically touch, that's just gonna read whatever's under your finger. So if I just touch messages for this case. Zoom, messages. There we go, I hit zoom first and moved up. But basically, whatever we touch with one finger, voiceover is gonna be, we'll speak that. One finger double tap, we know that that's our activate, uh, so if I wanted to go into messages, a one finger double tap will go ahead and open up that app for messages. us. Messages, one unread, messages. All right, one finger triple tap. So a one finger triple tap uh, simulates doing a double tap when voiceover is not on. Sometimes a double tap is required on things to pop up a menu or perform another action. So a one finger triple tap will allow you to um, allow you to go ahead and, and, and perform sort of a double tap on that item. And I even got myself out of my structure here. I went over to the doubles and triple taps already with one finger. As you can see, it's just uh, doing this single, single handed. I'm getting myself all mixed up here. Let me take a step back to those single taps though. So we talked that the one finger single tap, just read whatever's under your finger. Two finger single tap is our mute, or I shouldn't say mute, it's our stop speech. So if, uh, if voiceover is talking, Jimmy Johns, three. and I quickly just do a two finger single tap, that's gonna tell voiceover to stop talking. So two finger single tap will stop speech. Three finger single tap tells you a little of information where you are. So right now I'm located on the Jimmy John's app, which I know is the second app uh, on the first row of apps. So if I do a three finger single tap. Group, Jimmy John's, row one, column two, home, page one of 10, top of screen, double tap to open. I get a lot of information there. Uh, basically all sort of location and navigation based information. Also, if a picture happened to be up, a three finger single tap on that picture will, uh, will turn on sort of the picture describe or OCR mode where it sort of tells you more about that picture. Four finger single tap. Um, in the middle of the screen, a four finger single tap does nothing, 
but a four finger single tap at the top and bottom of your screen will move you to the first and last option on that screen. So for example, if I do a four finger single tap at the bottom, Outlook, it moved me all the way down to Outlook, which is the very last uh, icon that I have in my dock way down in the bottom right. If I do a four finger, four finger single tap at the top of the screen, I'm gonna move to messages because that's the very first app I have in the top left corner. Messages. There One we go. Message. So it's a really quick way for you to move up and down to the beginning and end of your list. I find it quite handy to do. All right, let's move on to our double taps. We did talk about a single, single finger double tap. We know that that activates an item. Uh, used all of the time. Anytime you're on something, you want to activate it or go into it. Single finger double tap. Two finger double tap. Oh, that's another one. That's our magic tap. Uh, we'd be here all day if I told you all of the things it does, but it answers and hangs up a phone call. So if your phone is ringing, two finger double tap will answer it. You don't need to find that answer button. When you're done talking, two finger double tap will hang up. You don't have to find that end button. If you're playing music, it'll pause. So for example, I had music playing before. I'm on my home screen. If I do a two finger double tap, it starts playing my music right away. Two finger double tap again is going to pause that. If you happen to be reading a book in Bard or Audible, it's gonna pause and resume that. If you're in the stopwatch or the camera, it's gonna take a picture or start your stopwatch. So it does a lot of different things. One of the other tricks that it does is anytime you're in an edit field, so anytime you're in a field where you can enter text, basically anytime that keyboard pops up in the bottom third of your screen, for those that like to use dictation, you do not need to uh, take your finger and find the dictate button. Instead, when that keyboard's popped up, two finger double tap will always start dictation, two finger double tap will then end dictation. So it's a really quick way to, uh, to start and stop dictation. And I really like it, especially when you're in your contacts list creating a new contact, because when you use the two finger double tap to start dictation, it does not move voiceover focus off of the field you were doing. So for example, if you're in the first name field and you reach down to the dictation button with one finger and then double tap it, then you're now no longer on that first name field. Then you gotta bring your hand back up and find that first name. Where if you do the two finger double tap while you're in that first name field, when you're done dictating, you can just swipe right and move to the next option because you did not move voiceover focus away from the control or the edit box you were on. So two finger double tap does a lot. Three finger double tap, that is going to start and stop voiceover speech. So if I three finger double tap. Speech off. Now my speech is off. Voiceover is still running as I swipe. You can hear the voiceover uh, sound effects. It's just that my speech has been muted or turned off. Three finger double tap again. Speech on. Is gonna bring speech on. When I work with clients, a lot of times we accidentally get those three fingers in and then uh, I get phone calls when they're home practicing. Oh, my, my, it's not talking anymore, what's going on? A lot of times check that three finger double tap and that's most likely what the, 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 the culprit is. Four finger double tap. This is a, a tough gesture to do. A lot of times it's best to kind of turn your phone landscape so you get more real estate to do it. But a four finger double tap, that's gonna take us into our voiceover help mode. Another really great way to go in and practice your gesture. So four finger double tap. Starting help. Starts our help, help mode. Now as I do gestures, it's going to tell me the gesture I did. So if I swipe right, one finger swipe right, move to next item. And it tells you not only what the gesture you did, but it also tells you what that gesture does. So it's a great way to go in, practice, and learn some of the new gestures. We'll Two get out here. Swipe, escape, stopping help. All right, so four, that's a four finger double tap. Let's take a look at our triple taps. Now I mentioned before, a one finger triple tap is basically doing the same as a uh, simulating a double tap when voiceover is turned off. A three, uh, I'm sorry, a where? I don't even know where we're at now. My brain is going completely uh, two finger triple tap. That's going to bring up our item chooser. Now, for example, I'm on our home screen right Jimmy now. Jones, three new items. And if I do a two finger triple tap, 
20 search field. I'm brought up to this item chooser where basically it takes all of the different options that were on the screen, puts them in a vertical list alphabetical. There's also a search box right on the top, so I could search for exactly what I was looking for. But we won't use that search. Let's just quickly swipe. Section index, adjustable, AB mobile. So you can see I have this app here, AB mobile. That was the first, it's doing it alphabetical versus the way I had it set up on my home screen. Era. So just double tapping on any of these, we'll go ahead and choose or activate that option. Messages. Well, so it's chooser. interesting. I, I've, I don't usually ever use the item chooser. I'd be curious, anybody in the chat, if you are an item user, uh, item list user, I'd love to know uh, when you use it, when you find it to be most beneficial. Uh, but it is a really, I think one way it's nice is that if it's in an unfamiliar app, it's nice to be able to see an, a nice clean list of all of the options versus trying to find some of those options on that list. But if anyone does use that item chooser, let me know, throw it in the chat, I'd appreciate it. All right, three finger triple tap. That's gonna turn on our uh, curtain mode. That's where it blacks out the screen. People, oops, viewfinder, in cap V. Let's get back Messages. here and try this again. One drive. Three finger triple tap. Screen curtain off. There we go. You can see the screen goes black. Three finger triple tap again. Screen curtains off. And that's going to go ahead and put our screen curtain back off. So if you're ever working with somebody uh, or somebody hands you their phone and it's completely black, yet they're still using it, most likely the voiceover curtain is on. All right. Four finger triple tap. I do not believe hey, does Audible. anything. Let's find out real quick. One, two, three. Nothing's and oh, I take that back. It actually brought, oh, because I have magnifier turned on, Detection so I think it actually video. brought Image. up our White magnifier. Messages. I apologize. There we go. I was off. off. I thought it wasn't going to do something, but it did. All right, let's look. So those are our triple taps for all of our fingers, but there are a couple other little extra voiceover gestures here that uh, we potentially uh, could use uh, but that aren't kind of, not our general uh, navigation or our general uh, uh, flick and swipe gestures. So one other gesture that's interesting is the ability to label something. So if you happen to come into an app that does not have a labeled button the way you would like it, so, for example, we're going to go into um, the Audible, Facebook, Audible, Shipped, Amazon, uh, Amazon Music. my Amazon Music app here for a moment. Amazon Music, back button. And let's just say, for example, we're, this back button in the top left corner, we hear that it's labeled correctly. But let's say that it wasn't. Let's say it just said button or it was labeled with, sometimes you get buttons where it's the actual name of sort of the graphic that they used, or sometimes it's just not even the right label. We have the ability with VoiceOver to give custom labels. Now, this doesn't have to be just used to correct issues. It could be also be used if you just, something clicks in your brain better. Um, if back doesn't make sense to you, but I don't know, return to home does or something like that, we can go in and give things custom labels. The way that we do that is first make sure that VoiceOver is focused on the, um, the, the element or the thing that we want to change. In this case, we are we're on the back button. And then we're gonna do a two finger tap, uh, two finger double tap and hold. So on that second tap with two fingers, we're gonna hold on the screen until the custom label uh, editor pops up. So we'll double tap and hold. Oops, I did three. Uh, there we go. Alert, label element. Perfect. So now we've opened up the label element. So now Text field is let's editing. change label. this. Character mode, insertion point at start. So here's our edit field. We can see that we're already focused in there. That means that the keyboard has popped up down below. I could go ahead and type down there, but let's use our handy trick we just talked about a moment ago, that two finger double tap to invoke uh, dictation whenever the keyboard is up. So let's label this, for example, uh, we'll just do the return to home just as an example. So we'll two finger double tap, should hear a beep, 
We'll say return to home. When I'm done, I'll two finger double tap again to end dictation. Return to home. Inserted return to home. Perfect, it told us that it inserted it. Now let's swipe, there's probably an okay or confirm button. Clear text button, cancel button, save button. There's our save button. We'll double tap on save. Amazon Music. Now, control out repeat. If we go back up to that back button that was up in the top left corner when we first came in, it said back. Now let's see what it says. If I can find it. Oh, it cheated. Playlist. Back button. <laughs> it didn't change it for us. Back button. I've not ever seen that before. Um, I wonder if I, let me try one more thing. Maybe I did something wrong. Double tap and hold two finger. That's funny. Alert. Label element. Yeah, we want to label, label element. the element. Text field is editing. Back. Character mode. Insertion oh, point at end. You know what? I bet your back L. was in there and delete. I didn't delete it. Cap A. Cap B. Let's try this again. Uh, it did pre-populate with back that was in there before. I didn't notice that. Now let's try our two-finger double tap and say return to home. Return to home. Inserted return to home. All right. I'm just going to make sure I put F it in there. G. Label element. Label out text field is editing. Return to home. Yep, Character it's in there. Mode. Let's swipe Insertion to save. Clear text. Cancel. But save. Button. Double tap. All right. Playlist. Return to home. Back button. Now when we do it, we get. Playlist. Return to home. Back button. You actually get both on there. We get return to home and back button. So as you can see, we have the ability to then go and custom label any button. So this does help when we come across apps that might not be 100% accessible. They might be quite usable, but there may be a few buttons that you're not, uh, that aren't correctly labeled, but we then have the ability to go in and label those and it'll save it across uh, time. So it's, it's there now kind of permanently until we delete the app. Now, if we want to remove that custom label, we should be able to do the same process, but instead just delete what was in there. Play, return to home. So let's back button. double tap and two finger double tap and hold again. Popped it up. Text field. We'll swipe to the right. Return to home. We see Character that return to home is in there. So we're going to double, uh, we're going to get rid of e this. M so I just double tapped with one finger and held on the delete key. So it would just go do 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 do. Uh, so good question. So somebody just said when, when reading a large block of text, is there a quick way to get to the beginning and end of the text? So one thing we can do, and I'll just sort of show this, let me put something in back in this box for a moment real quick here. I'll just put return to home back in. Return to home. Cap. Inserted return to home. Okay, so we're inside this edit box and we just happen to have a few words in here. Now, if we wanted to navigate through this box, we could use our rotor gesture to move to characters and words. So that's how we would move through any edit field in order to either read, spell, or fix an error. But we can also quickly move to the beginning and end of a text box by simply one finger double tapping on it. H G. So if I Golf. move back up here, whoops, come here. Label element. There we go. Text field is editing, return to home, character mode, insertion point at end. You can hear at the end there it says insertion point at end. If I one finger double tap again on here. Insertion point at start. You can now hear that my insertion point or cursor, depending on whatever you want to call it, has jumped to the beginning now. And again, if I double tap again with one finger. Insertion point at end. You can see that we quickly jump to the beginning and end of any edit box by simply single finger double tapping on it. So that's one quick way for you to get to the beginning and end. All right, so let's make sure we are, uh, let's delete, we're at the end here, so we're gonna find our delete button. L. Delete. I'm e. just gonna one finger double tap and hold. M. And by doing that one finger double tap and hold, I'm basically doing, uh, just keeping my finger held down on that delete key. So it just keeps going delete, 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 delete very quickly. But there is also another way that we can do quick taps like that. So let's get out of here though and we'll go to our save button. Text field, cancel, save button. There we go. And now that return Playlist. to home should be gone. Back button. Yep. Now when we touch back, we see that we simply just have the back that the return to home is gone. 
for those individuals who may not have an iPhone, well, or, or still are using an iPhone with a physical home button, I quickly want to just talk about a few gestures that will be new to you. Um, just checking the time real quick. I just want to check, tell you about a couple gestures that would be new to you when moving to an iPhone without a home button. I do think, unfortunately, that might be our future. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that potentially the new uh, iPhone SE that's going to be coming out, uh, I think it's coming out sort of soon-ish. I'm hoping maybe there's a home button. The unfortunate thing with that model is it's usually sort of um, kind of lower end, but it's still very good phone. But all of our kind of higher end iPhones, they don't have that home button anymore. And I think that is sort of the future. So I just wanted to quickly show a few gestures so that if you do end up moving or you're curious, how are some of these gestures done without, uh, a, pro without a home button? Let me show you how. So in order to perform a, uh, a, a, the, the home button press, so that single press of home button to go back to our home screen, what we do is we are going to place one finger down on the very bottom of the screen. We're going to hear a little pop noise, and then we're going to lift our, or, I'm sorry, not lift, move our finger up the screen till we hear our, our first, or uh, I guess technically it's our second pop, because when we touch down at the bottom, you're going to hear a pop. But you're going to slide up until you hear a pop, then you're going to let it go, and that's going to perform our home button uh, gesture, or home button press. So I'm going to touch down up, let go. So again, when I touch down at the bottom, you hear that Man, noise. Now, if you don't go high enough, you're going to, or I'm sorry, if you don't go low enough, you're obviously going to get your dock or your, uh, but, uh, the options down in your dock or whatever is at the end of your screen. Page one of 10, mail. So there, I didn't emails. go low enough, but if I come all the way down to the bottom, I get Man, that little pop noise. Emails. When Nailed. you get that pop noise, that's when you're going to then slide up. And you want to do it, you don't want to do it super fast or too quick, but you also don't want to be super slow. So again, I'll touch up. Lift for home. Now, if I let my finger sitting lift here still on the screen, it's giving me a little hint here, lift for home. So if I lift, it's going to go home take messages. us home then again. So that's how you do your home button. Now, we also know that a double press of the home button brings up our app switcher. Again, so because we don't have a home button, we can't double press it. So we're going to perform the same, basically the same gesture that we just did for home. But instead of stopping at that first um, pop, we're going to go up one more pop and we should go to their app switcher. So touch the bottom. Up. Oops. Nail. Come on. And we go up one more. Hit a higher pitch. There we go. Lift for app switcher. So Lift if I let go. App switcher. Amazon Music. Now active. we've moved to our app switcher. Again, home is just going up one. Amazon Music active. Actions. There we go. Seeing and now. app switcher is up two. App switcher. There we go. Amazon Music. Active. So that's how you can do Actions. those home button related gestures. We can also do the exact same gestures, but from the top of the screen. And that's gonna allow us to get to the control center and the notification center. So if I touch at the top, I'm gonna to hear the pop. Cellular, Oops. four to four bars, signal. It's always a fun one to get up there. Messages, Where are you? one unread, messages, one unread, 11, 41 AM. Region track, send. Okay, it's hard to do when you're not holding your phone. Let's try again. Cellular, Come four on. to four bars. There you go. You Google Maps. Oops. First press. Lift for control center. That go. That takes mode. our Switch control center. So we'll Actions do our home available. button again. And now let's go down two pops and we'll get notification. Notification center. There we Focus go. mode. 11, I do recommend phone, doing phone, one hour ago. when doing your uh, gestures from the unread. bottom. It does not matter really where you are, left, right, center. But I do recommend when doing the top gestures, trying to get that top pop. I do recommend coming over to the far right or far left. I find that to be better. Up at the top in the center, you have the cutout for the camera and your earpiece and the time up there. So I do find going left or right is going to make finding that Power. pop a lot easier to find. Another voiceover gesture that's, uh, that, that's sort of unique is what we call the split tap. If you ever have a client or yourself and you're 
really having an issue with that double tap. Two things. First, as a side note, you can go into your voiceover settings. So go to settings and then you go to accessibility and voiceover. And there is a place where you can change the time for those double taps. So if you have an individual who really struggles shift. with those tap gestures, not being able to do them quick enough that are just too slow, you can go in and change the time. Now, there isn't, you can only change it, I think, by a couple milliseconds maybe. But I have found that for a lot of clients that struggle with being able to do that double tap kind of in that right rhythm, uh, giving them a little extra time definitely helps. But if you are, yep, oh, absolutely. So one person just mentioned that uh, they have a hard time with those flick up and flick down gestures. And absolutely. So what they've done, uh, they mentioned that they have reconfigured their two finger swipe left and their two finger swipe right to be able to do some of those gestures. Now, to do kind of perform the same gesture and man you know we could do a whole webinar on the customization of voiceover settings they've really given uh, a voiceover gestures they've given us the ability to change some of those gestures one of the things that we can also do besides doing that two finger swipe right and that two finger swipe left you can also use this new back tap uh, that they've also implemented where you can tap the back of your phone once or three times and you can set that up to do things as well. So if you're having a hard time with that home gesture and man, you use that one a lot, it may be a good idea at looking at either reconfiguring some of those unmapped gestures or utilizing that back tap uh, ability and change that to your home so that you can more easily get to your home scrape. Coming back to the, the, the double, the single finger double tap. Uh, so one way is to change the timing on that. The other way is to introduce the split tap. So the way the split tap works is basically you're going to take one finger, you're gonna touch the item that you want to activate. So for example, if we want Amazon Music, Twitter, terrific. Audible. Facebook. Where is this? Amazon there Music. Go. I'm going to keep my finger sitting on it here. And then I'm going to take a second finger or a second hand. Well, it doesn't matter. It can be used the same hand if you want. But a second finger. And I'm going to tap anywhere on the screen one time. And that performs a single finger double tap. We call it the split tap because we're splitting that tap off into two fingers but we can also then, uh, so we can activate it that way. Now that can be nice for those individuals struggling with that timing. Another gesture that we can look at is our back gesture. So we know, for example, right now, we're in this Amazon Music app here, and we know there's a back button in the top left corner. We know we can touch it with one finger. We know we can then single finger double tap and it'll activate that back button and move us back. But if we don't even wanna go and find that back button, we can also utilize a two finger scrub. Now this basically, I've seen this kind of taught, taught in two different ways, both work. You take two fingers, so I usually use my pointer and my middle finger, and it's almost like you're drawing a Z on the screen. So you start kind of on the left, move right, back left, right again. And that's gonna activate the scrub gesture. So if I go, Curated by Amazon's go music back, back and touch button. back, there we go. Actually, I don't even need to touch back. Let's not touch Delete it, because that's button. the point of it. So two finger scrub, right, left, right. Library. You Activity can see that button. it activated the back button and took us back to our uh, previous screen. So that scrub is nice because it allows us to just quickly activate our back button without having to go find it. It keeps us sort of in the center of the screen um, and, and keeps us active and moving and not having to go find that back button. I also find it helpful sometimes where a, uh, a screen doesn't have a back button and you can't figure out exactly how to close or get back. That's when I reach and then use that two finger scrub gesture and, and a lot of times that will move me back even though a back button isn't visible on the screen. All right, one more gesture that I can think of here and then we're gonna take a peek at, uh, at, at the uh, chat, make sure we didn't miss anything. 
Here's a really cool gesture that is not often used. Uh, I use it a lot when I am copying and cutting paste. Now, I'm not, or copying and cutting uh, text. I'm not even gonna get into cut, copy, and paste here in, um, in this webinar because it, it, it man, it, it can be a, a challenging task, but it needs to be, uh, it needs more time. But one thing I do wanna show you is a really cool way to copy to the clipboard quickly whatever uh, was spoken last by voiceover. So this really works well if you're in an email or on a web page and there's a, a phone number you wanna copy or whatever it might be. So basically, let's just touch messages here in the top left corner. Messages, one unread message. So messages, one unread message was the last thing spoken by voiceover. If I take three fingers and quadruple tap, so three finger, uh, yeah, I think that's right. Three finger quadruple tap. One, two, three, four. Messages, one unread message copied to clipboard. You just heard messages, one unread message copied to clipboard. So it automatically copies everything that I just paste, uh, that, I, that was spoken last by voiceover and throws it right on my, um, uh, on my clipboard. So for example, now, if I go into, Outlook. let's just go into mail, mail real emails. quick here. Dismiss drafts. Uh, and we'll Dismiss go to search, search, edit, compose. Two drafts, updated, just drafts. Draft, compose. There we button. go. We'll come to a new to compose message. And I'm just going to find the edit box message body. for my body. For my Double iPhone. tap to Text go into it. At start. Says body. I'm at start. That's good. So now I want to paste it. Well, this is where my rotor gesture is going to come in handy. I'm going to use my rotor gesture until I get to the edit option. Headings, misspelled words, edit. There it is. Now I'm gonna swipe down with one finger to look for paste. Paste. There it is, one finger double tap. Mail pasted from home screen. And now if I touch that edit uh, that edit box again. Color division, hyphen, message body, text field is editing, messages one unread message. You can see that the one, the messages one unread message has now been pasted into my uh, email here because it was on our clipboard and then we were able to paste it. Now that edit menu inside of uh, the, the rotor, there are other options in there as well. Select all is another really nice one. So if you wanna quickly select everything that's in this edit box. So again, right now, the, there's really only two things in there. There's what we just pasted, plus there is the signature sent for my iPhone. But if I do the rotor gesture to edit. Headings, misspelled word, edit. And I select all. Select all. Double tap. Messages, one unread message. Show now items, everything item. is selected. Now where this can be handy too is I could then go to my rotor gesture again to edit and find cut or copy and I could do it that way. Or if I'm not looking to cut or copy this but I was actually wanting to just delete everything that was in that message box, I can simply come down to my delete button. Return, de return, delete, double tap. message. New line. And everything that was selected was now deleted. So a really quick way to delete everything as well, using that rotor gesture to edit, swipe down to select all, and then go and touch your delete button down on your keyboard, double tap, and you're able to delete everything quickly. All right, so I believe we have covered a heck of a lot of different gestures here today. Hopefully we had covered a gesture that you had not heard about before or a gesture that you haven't used and, and, and try to incorporate it and see if it can make life easier when you're using your phone. Uh, we have just about, uh, I don't know, eight or so minutes, but I just want to check the chat really quick. So give me just a moment. All right. Now, I'm going to do it backwards um, just because that's the way this it's gonna give me here, so let me find it here. Okay, hard time, we did that one. Well, thanks to the great presentation, I appreciate that. All right, let's see any of those. End of text, we did that one. Yeah. All right, I think we've covered everything in the chat today. I appreciate everyone joining us today. I know, as I mentioned at the top, I know Luke's not here. I know everybody misses him. Uh, he would be so happy to know uh, that everyone missed him so much. Send him an email. Uh, you can send it to infocus at vision-forward.org. 
tell him how much you missed him. It'd make his day. Remember, we do these every two weeks, so we'll be back on in two weeks. Um, I think we're, so our, we got our schedule off a little bit. We were going to be doing uh, kind of travel GPS um, kind of solutions for, for mobile devices, and not just even iPhone, but, always, uh, but also, you know, could be some cane travel, things like that. That was going to be today, but obviously with Luke being gone, I took over and, and, and did this one. So in two weeks, we'll be doing uh, those, those uh, tools for travel. Um, if, if you'd like to check out the full schedule, head over to vision-forward.org slash techtalklive. Um, we also have, let me see if I can find it. There we go. We also have our YouTube channel. That's over at youtube.com slash infocustechnology. All of our Tech Talk Lives get archived there. We also produce videos and post them up there uh, when we have new things. We just posted a video talking about Amazon routine. So for those who joined us for our smart home tour, that two-part series, we talked a lot about Amazon routines and automation. And uh, we did a video showing you exactly how to create routines and automations using the Amazon Alexa app on your iOS device. And Android going to be basically the same thing. So thank you guys so much for joining us on another Tech Talk Live. I sure do appreciate it. I hope everybody has a great weekend and we will see you guys in two weeks. Thanks all. Thanks for joining us for another Tech Talk Live. If you enjoyed Corey and Luke's antics, join us again in two weeks. To register, visit vision-forward.org slash techtalklive.